It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Washington football team, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. All right, everybody, we welcome you to a new episode of the Locked On Washington Football Team Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Russell, as we do our second episode of the, the week as we lead you up until the most important regular season game for the Washington Football Team. Since week 17 in 2016, a loss to the New York Giants in a win-and-in scenario. They host Ron Rivera's former team, the Carolina Panthers. At 1 o'clock, there's news on the Carolina Panthers that also deals with the Washington football team. We'll have that for you, and you'll hear from Logan Thomas and Dwayne Haskins on this episode, plus the Washington football team signs a new linebacker and pro bowlers abound. Yes, we have lots to cover for you on this episode, which is brought to you by 1010. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 one-of-a-kind engagement rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Using only diamonds responsibly and sustainably sourced from Botswana, 10 design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful diamond ring, launching exclusively on January the 18th at BlueNile.com. This exciting limited edition collection of diamond engagement rings launches on January the 18th, and you can preview it exclusively on BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. All right, so away we go, and there's so much news We're going to struggle to get it all in, but here's the deal. Chase Young has been named a pro bowler in his rookie season. He's not a starter at defensive end. He's a reserve. He's a reserve defensive end for the NFC in his rookie season. And even though there's no pro bowl game, it's obviously a very nice honor for Young and well-deserved. Now, Many are going to have an issue because his tag team partner on the other side, Montez Sweat, did not get in. That could be just a publicity thing. Chase Young won the fan voting at defensive end for the NFC. As of uh, the final voting, he had about 128,000. That's a part of the formula that they use the NFL to determine pro bowlers. Now, Young is a reserve, even though he won the fan voting, because, again, it is a part-and-part process. But he has 38 combined tackles, 27 solo, 5.5 sacks, 8 tackles for loss, 8 quarterback hits, 3 passes defended, 3 forced fumbles, a fumble recovery, and an NFL touchdown first last Sunday against the San Francisco 49ers. Has he been awesome No, because he doesn't have 10, 11, 12 sacks, whatever it is, whatever people were expecting. Remember, he missed almost two full games, and it took him a little while to get back. And other people eat, and his presence creates opportunities for others, including Montez Sweat, right? So everybody's going to kind of be a little salty that Montez Sweat didn't get. And listen, Montez Sweat deserves 
probably the consideration, but you got to win the fan vote or you got to do well in the fan voting and have it match up with the rest of the voting process. And it's like one third, one third, one third. It doesn't matter. The bottom line is, is, you know, there's no game. It's just an honor this year. There's no alternates. Um, so there's starters and backups and Chase Young gets the backup despite winning the fan vote. Now, somebody that didn't win the fan vote is Brandon Sheriff, and yet he is named a starter. So one won the fan vote, didn't get named the starter, but got named the backup. One didn't win the fan vote at guard, but gets the starting nod because, again, of the formula that's uh, NFL uh, players and, and, and coaches and GMs or personnel executives or however they do it, doesn't matter. Um, so Brandon Sheriff gets the starting nod for the NFC at guard, again, even though there's no game. It's his fourth time as a pro bowler. Uh, in his career, the number five overall pick out of Iowa in 2015 did not make it in his rookie year. Uh, did not make it in 2018 because of injury. Uh, made it last year despite more injuries. This year he's missed three games, but he's been pretty good outside of that. So again, the fourth time that he has made it in his career, he is a franchise tag player. As you know, going to cost a lot of money. Who knows? He says he wants to stay here. We'll see. He's graded an 83.5 out of 100, according to Pro Football Focus, on 723 offensive snaps. 81 point, and that's the most out of any right guard, by the way. Uh, 81.8 out of 100 in pass blocking grade. That's the highest pass blocking grade among right guards in the NFL this year for players with over 655 snaps. So congratulations to both of those guys. No alternates this year. Usually you see a bunch of that because, well, again, there's no game. It's as simple as I can make it. There's no game. So that kind of, um, well, it kind of hurts. Uh, but nevertheless, that's the deal. Now, the other big breaking news from Monday, right here on the Locked on Washington football team podcast, I'm your host, Chris Russell, is the Washington football team signed Seattle Seahawks practice squad linebacker, Michael Kendricks, to the act of 53. And this is so complicated because, again, they just played Seattle on Sunday. Obviously, he didn't play, but they've had to put Sean Dion Hamilton on injured reserve on Monday with an elbow injury. Remember, he was lost during Sunday's game. He was actually playing the run pretty well, uh, one of the, the few. And they are so thin at linebacker because Kevin Pierre-Lewis and Cole Holcomb both missed the game. Now, maybe they'll be back this Sunday, but they just don't know at this point. And in order to get a guy here, now they no longer have to pass through this six-day protocol if they have been tested by a team, which makes sense. We talked about this last week. The NFL was stupid for not having this rule. They adjusted it. Thank goodness. Maybe they were listening. I doubt it, but they should have because we talked about it. We said it was ridiculous when Washington signed Lamar Miller, who, by the way, wasn't allowed to be active yesterday because he was brought in before they changed the rule. Now they've changed the rule and it should be, should be provided that he continues to pass all of his tests and follows all the rules and whatever, that Michael Kendricks should be or could be active for the Washington football team on Sunday. And again, Sean Dion Hamilton on injured reserve. They brought back Jeff Bidette, wide receiver they cut over the weekend to the practice squad. But with Dion Hamilton on injured reserve and with Cole Holcomb and Kevin Pierre-Lewis being at least questionable at this point they needed bodies why because Thomas Davis isn't good enough right now <laughs> I mean it's as simple as that Khalid Hudson played I think it was 27 snaps 
uh, on specials, uh, on uh, on defense, and made five tackles and had a quarterback hit, played another 21 on specials. I mean, you can't burn him out. You can't play him that much. You might need him, you know, and again, Thomas Davis doesn't play special teams, so you need somebody who can help you uh, take some burden off of Khalid Hudson because right now you have Khalid Hudson, you have John Bostic, you don't know about Pierre Lewis, you don't know about Holcomb, you know you don't have Sean Dion Hamilton, you have Jared Norris who's largely just a special teamer, I mean you have the other kid that they brought up back and forth, I forget his name, but the point of the matter is they are really short at linebacker. So Kendricks comes in, former 2012 second round pick, 103 games, 91 starts with the Philadelphia Eagles, won a Super Bowl, went to Cleveland, and promptly got, well, arrested, charged with insider trading. That's right, insider trading. Uh, He apparently profited like uh, over $1 million or whatever it was from this scam that he was running, and he's due and sent uh, he's due to be sentenced, rather, on January 13th. So if you're with me, and this is a little bit complicated, right? He's already pleaded guilty. He's already pleaded guilty to the charges. Apparently, according to Adam Schefter, he could spend up to 36 months in prison. But I guess a minimum of, I believe it's 30 months in prison. So on January 13th, if there's no more postponements and there's been a bunch of postponements so far to the sentencing date, Michael Kendricks on January 13th could be sentenced to two and a half, three years in jail. And Washington could lose him then. If sentencing is delayed, obviously he could stay. Now you might say, well, January 13th, the season's over, Chris. What are you talking about? Well, they play if they win the NFC East on January 9th or 10th at FedEx Field. If they win that game, hence the January 13th date would be right in the middle of preparing for a second playoff game. So a guy that they're bringing in, and who knows, I mean, you know, should be the other guys are healthy by then. Who knows? You assume. But a guy, it's going to be a distraction, right? Or they could lose him. Who knows? Or it could get delayed. Or his his prison sentence could be delayed to start. I don't know. But the bottom line is it's going to be a mess. But Michael Kendricks is a guy who can help because he can play the the strong side. He can play the weak side. He's not a middle linebacker. He's a veteran. But he can play both. Uh, who knows how they'll use him, but again, right now they need healthy bodies that can just get a uniform on. Uh, that's the bottom line truth. So he should he should be able to be active on Sunday. Will he? I don't know. The other big part of the news day on Monday, and it's just ridiculous, before we hear from some players, Dwayne Haskins, uh, Logan Thomas, Terry McLaren, is Marty Herney, the Carolina Panthers GM, is no more. He was fired on Monday. He was fired on Monday. Now, right away, immediately, ding, 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 the alarm goes off and you say, oh my gosh, they're playing Carolina this week, yes. But also, Ron Rivera and the Washington football team doesn't have a general manager. And so much so that everybody has kind of rumored this, thought this, this was possible, going to happen, whatever. Well, apparently David Tepper, the Carolina owner, admitted to the media down there This move was done in design to let Marty Herney pursue other opportunities. Now, I would say this. Ron Rivera deflected this, saying he only wants to talk about this current regular season. He'll deal with that. and We know he's tepid at best. I guess lukewarm on Kyle Smith. Uh, Look, Marty Herney is 
from what I understand, he's the favorite to be the GM. That doesn't mean he absolutely will be. He could take on a different role. He could say no. But from what I understand, sources have told me he's the favorite. <clears throat> we'll see if that happens. I mean, Joe Schoen, the assistant Bills GM, could certainly get it. Maybe Marty Herney is a senior executive or whatever. I don't know how it's going to play out, but there is no doubt that most people around the league think and expect and, you know, I believe at least one of my sources has heard that Herney is the top leading candidate. So we'll see what happens, but clearly that adds a little more juice, a little more trauma, and you might be wondering, why Marty Herney? Well, longtime Carolina GM, two different stints, sandwiched around Dave Gettleman, but also he started off under Bobby Bethard here in the Washington organization and then went out to San Diego with Bethard, the Hall of Fame general manager, and worked with him out there before landing in Carolina and then eventually becoming the GM. And again, two stints. He's owned a radio station. He worked uh, with my buddy Rick Snyder at the Washington Dimes. I mean, he's done everything. So he's from this area. He went to Good Council High School. He grew up in Maryland. I mean, what else could you ask for, right? A return home? I mean, it seems written in the stars. Everybody from Carolina over here. Makes all the sense to me. All right, that is a lot of news. So Michael Kendricks in the fold. Marty Herney fired. And as well, two pro bowlers, Chase Young and Brandon Sheriff. When we return right here on the Locked On Washington football team podcast, we will hear from Dwayne Haskins after Sunday's loss to the Seattle Seahawks. What did he think of his performance? That's next. All right, guys, I'm Chris Russell for our friends at Bet Online. Are you ready for some football? Yes, indeed, you are. Bowl season, playoffs are coming, big regular season, week 16, week 17, uh, in the league they pay to play. And you can pay and play at the same time in only the one place that has you covered and the one place we trust, betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use the promo code Locked On for your 50% welcome bonus. That's Locked On for your 50% welcome bonus. NFL games, college football games, you know it. We've got you covered. Current headlines in sports you have got it covered, and we will get you in on the action. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Don't forget to use the promo code Locked On to get that 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit at betonline.ag, your online sports book experts. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, everybody, we welcome you back to the Lockdown Washington football team podcast coming up a crossover Thursday episode. We'll catch up with Bill Rossetti, Lockdown Panthers, uh, as we get set for this game. And we'll talk about Marty Herney and we'll talk about Ron Rivera and how that's all being met. 
I guess, some level of anticipation in Charlotte. Certainly, it's much more meaningful uh, up here. But let's hear from Dwayne Haskins. Will he be the starting quarterback this Sunday against said Panthers? We don't know. Ron Rivera says it'll be Alex Smith, as long as Alex is healthy. We don't know if Alex will be healthy. We don't know about Antonio Gibson. We've got a lot to cover over the next couple of days, indeed. But let's hear from Dwayne Haskins after his performance following Sunday's loss to the Seattle Seahawks. So a a rough start, and then um, what would you do to kind of get things back under control there in the second half? Who am I talking to? Um, Yeah, but it's the biggest thing going into the second half was just trying to you know, put some drives together, and uh, that's what we did. Uh, Scott did a great job calling plays, and I was just trying to execute as best I could. Did you have a feel for it was working well as you guys were moving down the field there in the second half? Say it again. Uh, j- just what was working well for the offense? Um, you know, just trying to be decisive, um, you know, trying to get some man zone to send formational stuff and um, things that, you know, uh, didn't go our way. And, um, you know, some plays I want back for sure. It's still – trying to sort through, but, you know, um, there's some things that we can work on and improve on going to next week. And, you know, it's a tough team, playoff team, you know, great quarterback and a great defense. So um, it was definitely a hard-fought game. Hey, Dwayne, John Kime, after your second pick, you seemed to get into a better rhythm. What happened for you then? I got mad. Did you have to t- – did you tell yourself something to, to – I said I got take- mad. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Hey, Dwayne, uh, this is uh, Darren Haynes, WSA. Uh, when you speak about getting mad, uh, what type of approach do you take to the game to allow you to play better? I guess, like, if you can explain what does mad mean for you when you actually go out there and play? What type of I, just, I, just, I just know what I'm capable of. And, um, you know, stuff happens in a game and um, really it's just not letting the mistakes carry on to the next series and next play. So um, after that play, I put it on myself to do as much as I could to help this team come back. And, um, you know, we fell short and, um, man, I thought we had them at the end. But, um, you know, things to learn from, things to work on and improve from, things on film that I'll get better from. And, uh, you know, looking forward to next week. Hey, Dwayne, John Kime. What happened on that second interception? Did, what did you see? It was a max protection. Um, you know, we had a two-man deep concept. I saw the corner. Um, I thought he was going to run with Terry from what I saw. He was playing in between the both players. And, um, you know, he fell off on, on a, you know, a deep crossing route coming across the field. I got to see him and check the ball down to the running back. Um, got a little, little gun trickery right there trying to make a big play. Um, should just check the ball down. Hey, Dwayne, uh, Ben Standing, uh, you guys were able to get the ball down the field a bit more as the game progressed. What allowed you uh, to do that? So getting the ball down the field? Yeah, you guys had more success getting the, throwing the ball down the field and making plays down the field as the game progressed. What allowed you to do that? Uh, just, you know, figuring out what they're doing and, and you know, getting into the right stuff um, to, to make sure we exploit uh, what we saw. You know, Dwayne, you have two games left in the season here. What was the tone? What was the message in the locker room after the game? You know, we're, we're not done. Uh, we have a big game next week versus Carolina. Uh, they're coming to our place and a lot of history there with Coach Rivera and uh, his time over there. Um, so looking forward to, to the last game of the season, um, home game of the season, going out with the statement and, you know, playing a hard game against a good team. Hey, Dwayne, Brandon Walker. 
Hey, Dwayne, Rhiannon Walker. I saw you talking to the defense after that touchdown you had to J.D. McKissick. One, just what were you saying to the defense? And also, what was your reaction when you saw them get the three and out? I just wanted the ball back. Um, you know, I'm excited. I thought they did a great job finishing the game. Um, you know, so we got to do a better job as offense finishing the game. I got to do a better job of, um, you know, trying to make something happen at the end. Hey, hey Dwayne, it's Les Carpenter at the Washington Post. Uh, it seems like this team all year has had certain fight in it, you know, coming back in these games and you today too. I mean, where is that coming from? Where was that kind of coming from with you too today? You know, I'm a competitor and I hate losing, um, you know, I hate being down on myself and, um, you know, it's, we still have minutes left, possessions left in the game. So we're going to treat them like they're our last drive of our life and we're going to make the most of it. And uh, regardless of the situation, regardless of who we're playing, um, regardless of the point of where it is in the season or anything, whoever we play, we're going to compete to the last and final play. And, um, you know, that's just a mindset we have to have when trying to make this run. And, um, you know, I have two games left in this season where we got to, you know, finish strong. So we have to have fight in us. We have to start early. We have to finish strong at the end. And um, that's what we're continuing to work on. And that's what I'm continuing to work on and learning. And I'm getting better at and you know, having Alex and, and watching him win these games previously and how he processed, how he worked during the week and things of that nature has only been something that I can continue to work on with my toolbox and apply it to myself and my game. Take two more. Hey, Dwayne, uh, Sam Fortier with the Washington Post. How have you seen Logan Thomas specifically grow throughout the season and how has he been able to step into bigger and bigger roles each game? Logan's a beast, man, former quarterback who understands um, the soft pockets of, of defenses, having seen it from a quarterback's perspective and then, you know, being savvy enough as a route runner to find the soft pockets. And he's a great athlete to get away from man coverage. And he's putting it all together. He's a great blocker as well. And, uh, you know, he's played a lot of football. And, you know, he's one of our leaders on our offense and on our team. And for him to get the opportunities that he's getting and for him to, you know, capitalize on them, I'm just happy for him. Uh, he said I threw him the ball 12 times and I had no idea, but he was getting first downs for me and, you know, can't complain about that. If you had a chance to talk to uh, Morgan Moses, yeah, how, how's he doing? And uh, obviously, he was trying to tough it out there at the end, come back in. Big Mo, that's my guy, man. Um, love that man. Uh, saw him after the game. He said he was fine. Um, you know, praying that he's good and continues to, you know, get back to full health. All right, once again, that is Dwayne Haskins meeting with the media after uh, the loss to the Seattle Seahawks. We are brought to you by Built Go right here on the Locked On Washington Football Team podcast. Yes, indeed, everybody. Built Go, one and a half ounce packages, three delicious flavors, peanut butter, honey, chocolate, coconut, chocolate, mint. You take it in your bag, your workout bag. You take it as a meal supplement replacement. You take it after a workout. You take it for dessert. Whatever you want to do is whatever you want to do. It's five-hour energy without the same crash feeling. And it's natural. How is it natural? It has collagen protein, which is great for joint, soft tissue, uh, and hair and skin health. Also, B6, B12, a kick of caffeine. It's all natural. Away you go. Built Go. That's right. The three delicious flavors, one and a half ounce packages. You just open it up, suck it on down, and away you go in terms of feeling great. And again, it's healthy for you. Visit BuiltGo.com and use the promo code LOCKED and you'll get 20% off your next order. Use the promo code LOCKED for 20% off at BuiltGo.com. And let's go. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. 
Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, we're wrapping up the Locked On Washington football team podcast right here. Let's hear from Logan Thomas, star tight end. Kind of, right? Last couple of games, he's been big, big, big. 15 targets, 13 catches on Sunday. We talked about, uh, you know, Dwayne sticking with it during those weeks when he was benched. What did you see from him, particularly the adversity after two interceptions to to lead a couple drives after that? Just kept playing, man. Uh, <clears throat> super excited uh, for the way he bounced back and the way he competed uh, and the want to he showed. And uh, I'm happy that he, he he carried himself the way he did. Logan, it's John Kime, ESPN. Did you learn anything more about Dwayne today? Yeah, man, he's tough. Uh, resilient. I mean – uh, going down the hole we did, he could have, you know, shut it down, but he didn't. And uh, he kept battling, battling, and gave us a chance to win this thing. For you personally, I don't know if they give you the, the stat update there, but uh, 13 passes, what, what was it like to, to be targeted that often and uh, keep having your number called? Uh, it felt good, but I think that was another testament to Dwayne, man. He was getting through his progressions uh, and getting to his checkdowns, and uh, he did a good job. So, obviously, I'm thankful for to be one of the guys that was um, the recipient to that, but um, – you know, I'd love to have the W instead. What does the morning after 13 catches feel like? Uh, I guess we'll see tomorrow. Logan, where do you think you've taken the greatest strides as a tight end this year, just getting more comfortable in the position? Uh, just playing, being able to play the game and um, just get a full understanding uh, for what defenses do and um, how to attack them because everybody does something a little bit different. And getting an opportunity to play is, uh, is, is special, and that's when you really learn the most. You know, down 23, obviously, a lot of teams would, would fold it in. What, what is it about this team? You, you've been down a few times at half and, and made comebacks that, that you guys seem to be pretty resilient. Uh, that's how we're built. You know, we're built with tough, strong, and uh, mentally tough guys. And and uh, I'm proud of the way we battle every every single snap. Uh, there's not one snap that we let go to the side where we're not really battling and, and want to be great. Look, we've talked about your development a lot this year. I wonder, is there anything today that stuck out that, that was maybe new or that you learned? Oh, just playing against a team that's very smart, uh, a team that's played a lot of football together and a team that is uh, is used to winning. And so <clears throat> being able to play against something like that is uh, another stepping stone for the progression of our offense. How did how did that stand out for you? Is there is there a play or a moment that, that stuck out? Oh, there isn't like a play or moment that stuck out. I mean, it was just an overall, like, they know what they got to do to win the game. And then um, we're the ones that are going to have to fight to do the same thing. We're, we're getting pretty close to the playoffs. Will you guys watch the Giants game tonight? Are you ready to, to start watching other games and, and rooting for the results you need? I mean, obviously, everybody knows what needs to be, uh, what's to happen to, for us to get in and obviously vice versa for the other teams. But um, it doesn't matter unless we take care of our business next week and uh, playing here again against the Panthers. All right, thanks to Logan Thomas and WashingtonFootball.com. And let's squeeze in a minute or two of Terry McLaurin after Sunday's loss as well. Uh, what would you make of uh, uh, Dwayne's comeback? You know, a couple interceptions, but he, he really seemed to steady things uh, late in the game. Yeah, um, I feel like he tried to do the best that he could, um, coming bouncing back from turnovers. Um, he had us in a position to win the game. And, um, you know, he had a short-term memory, so... Um, I felt like 
he made some plays and we left some out on the field, but that just doesn't fall on him. Um, we got to, including myself, got to make some of those uh, bang bang plays to help out the quarterback. Hey, Terry, after winning the last four games and then coming in and losing today, how tough is that and how much more hungry does that make you guys for the next two weeks? Um, I think it's more tough when when you, you put yourself in a situation to win the game and you don't pull it out. I feel like we had an opportunity at the end um, throughout the game to make some plays. We just didn't make those plays. But, um, you know, that's a good football team over there. And they made, you know, credit to them. They Their defense stepped up when they needed to and they made some plays offensively. So don't take anything away from them. But um, we feel like we, we left some stuff on the field, which during the uh, end of this season like this, when we're in a playoff push, uh, we got to capitalize on, on, our, on all opportunities. Uh, Terry, when, when you guys were able to get into a rhythm there with those back-to-back -back scoring drives, were they defending you guys a little bit differently than maybe earlier in the game? Did something loosen up uh, that allowed you guys to execute? Um, I feel like they softened up a little bit. They were, they were kind of walking up and, and um, you know, blitzing and, and playing a little bit of press man, which was a little different. Um, but um, I feel like we executed better in the, in the second half. It's just, it's just putting the, it all together from the first drive to the end of the game. Um, we got we to gotta start and execute like we do at the end of the game. Um, you know, too many times I, we're playing catch-up ball and uh, against good football teams, especially this time of the year, uh, that's not going to quite get it done. Hey, Terry, John Kime, what changed for Dwayne there in the second half? Did you see anything different in him? Um, I feel like, you know, he just continued to stick with it. Um, oftentimes you may have seen where uh, he made a few mistakes and and it's kind of like a snowball effect. But I feel like he was just with a next play mentality. And, um, you know, I feel like he bounced back in a good way. And, uh, you know, we just didn't get it get it done as a team. Hey, Terry. For a couple more. Terry, you're a captain. You're a young leader of this football team. You got two games left in the season. What's the message you want to relay to your teammates here during the stretch run? next game mentality um, can't do anything about the last one um, and you know we got a, um, a Panthers team that's coming in next week um, that we got to focus on and we can't hang our heads and, and worry about this minute's opportunity when we still have opportunity to make the playoffs and and, and get what we want so um, you know we're going to learn from the film tomorrow come in try to get our bodies right and uh, focus on the Panthers coming in next week um, but this is not a time for us to hold our head down. Um, we just got to come out better than we did this week, and, and hopefully we come out on the other side. Last one. Terry, what specifically have you seen for, from Logan Thomas as he's taken on bigger and bigger workloads each week? Yeah, I feel like Logan has really, um, you know, really executed at a high level to be able to pass, catch, and make guys miss and get open, get separation like he can at that size is pretty impressive. I feel like that's, it causes some mismatches for defense and and him and the quarterbacks, whether it's been Alex, whether it's been Dwayne, um, you know, they've been connecting a lot. And that just helps our offense as a whole when you have another weapon who's executing at a high level. So it's good to see him continue to get better throughout the season. And then he's a very vital piece to our offense. All right. Once again, thanks to Terry McLaurin for meeting with Washington football reporters, including yours truly. Thanks to WashingtonFootball.com. All right. Thanks once again to our sponsors today, 1010, BlueNile.com as well, BetOnline AG, and Built Go. 
Don't forget, the NBA season preview is up. Check it out. Download it where you get this Locked on Washington football team podcast. Thanks to you guys for listening and checking us out. All sorts of breaking news. We got you covered. Follow us on Twitter at LockedWFTPod, at WrestleMania621, online sports uh, illustrated, SI.com, uh, Washington football coverage there, and everywhere in between on the radio, 1067thefanradio.com, and hell... You know, uh, other places will be uh, had as well uh, in the uh, in the future. We'll see. Uh, all right, so that's going to do it for us right here on LOWFT. Have a great night. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.